Hey, last time on the Unimposters podcast, we were here talking about the image of God being placed into the special creation he made. We're in the first chapter of the book of Genesis, and all of our references for this go-through is from the New American Standard Bible, the NASB. You can read all the other Bibles, too. It's fine, but any specific words we're going to be referencing are going to be from that specific translation. We're talking about the image of God, and we're also going to take a look at what some other cultures do when their gods put their images into their cultures. We're going to compare, we're going to contrast, and we're going to most importantly ask the questions that need to be asked about the scriptures so that we can get rid of our imposter syndrome. This is the Unimposters podcast. The, uh, the image of the sculptor is, is oftentimes repeated through, through scripture as well as uh, uh, God as the artist. Um, Absolutely. Another thing with that is that, so one, one sort of general thing that is particularly popular among our type of theological circles is asking about like the ancient context and here you say okay so is this idea of the image of the god being in a person anywhere else that the jews would have run into it in the pagan world and yes it's all over the place like if you've ever heard of pharaoh as a living god that is exactly the concept the concept is he is the image of a god and that is why you have to worship him and obey him it's like but everywhere else the king is the image of God. And that is why you do whatever he says, no matter what. It's like, whereas this is saying, well, everybody, every human, even people who are not Jews, are God's, are in God's image. And in fact, women are too, which considering that this is written, you know, <laughs> let's just say not after the feminist movement. Like it's, it's kind of a big deal to be like, by the way, all humans, not just the powerful, are made in the image of God, and all humans, male and female, are made in the image of God. So, yeah. Oh, no, not the patriarchy, right in the patriarchy. <laughs> so you're telling me that God's been fighting that fight since the, from the very beginning. We have that picture, and then we have the, 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 the center important idea that, that God made all of this. Uh, why is that such an important idea? Why, why, is, why is God as the creator? I think it's not just God as creator, but it's also how he creates. Mm -hmm. So it's God as creator, so everything is his, which ties into like why people have dignity and why it's not just the king and why he can, God can make rules for nations that aren't Israel. But also, it's, he's creating with a word. Like Again, go back to how does this relate to the other creation stories well the other creation stories with one exception i can think of you have to like good and evil are both here and the good god has to kill at least one evil god and then like rip them apart dismember them shape their bones into the earth kind of stuff mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so first off it's not the god speaks and it just happens level of power and second off here like, the Bible is explicitly calling that sort of thing out. Like, in verse 21, it says, God made the great sea monsters. and every Yeah, like, the great sea monsters are, in every mythology around them, symbols of chaos that have to be killed and ripped apart in order for the world to come into being. And this is like, no, 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 no. What, what you think is the, like, height of evil power is a toy that God made. <laughs> Just calm down. Like, he is vastly more powerful than you are imagining him to be. Your, your God is too small. 
I, just for a second, I, the, the, the idea of his, his creative power with speaking things into existence and them, the fir their first act is obedience to exist. The, the first thing they do to exist is to exist, uh, is to obey to exist. Like, and when he created light, it wasn't like he just like walked in and, and in, interacted with an already existent uh, phenomenon called light. He didn't come in and turn on a power switch, which is like what every dad in the entire world does when he's waking his kids up for school. Like, let there be light. <laughs> dad! No, it, he, he, he spoke, let there be light. And in that, not only did light happen, but like the physics and the science, the speed of light uh, came into existence. And like our best scientific minds are still trying to figure out what exactly light is. Like, it, like what it's made of, how it travels. They, they know that it, what it does, kind of. They, they, they know that they, they need the light in order to be able to read all of the words they write about light. But they don't understand it. But in, a, in the moment that he said, let there be light, it was created in its perfection. Yeah, and that, I think that is really important, what you were saying about how, like, even when scientists are studying it, they're just getting a glimpse, but they are studying something that God made. Like, this is, goes back to the Middle Ages when the Reformation happened, and one of the changes was that people were thinking, you know, the only way I can worship God is to be a priest or a pastor or a missionary. And one of the, one of the things that Martin Luther, who we'll eventually talk about, I'm sure, um, said was basically, no, like, because God created everything, because this entire world is God's, if you are a farmer learning about how farming works, you are studying God. Like, if you are a scientist learning about how science works, you are studying God. So you don't have to only worship God in this one way, like, no matter how you are built. If you're a super logical person and you want to study science all the time, you can still worship God in that way. So the the main main point we're, we're running at here is that there is God before everything. That that He is big, powerful, strong, powerful, wielding uh, wielding about strength and power that we we can't even f uh, comprehend. We we can we can like pick and pick and pick and pick at it, but he, but He He big, strong, uh, hilarious levels of power. Yes, and He He alone exists. He exists as good without any sort of complementary evil, and He creates things. The uh, the uh, the pinnacle of which of His focus that we receive anyway, is, uh, is mankind. Absolutely. Uh, what well, I want to jump in there one time just because yes. I love the second point so much. I'm going to go back to it. Do it. Like one of the things that sort of sets us apart is that in Christianity, there is no good versus evil, like duality. It's not that good and evil are struggling. It's that God exists. Yes. End of story. And so like jumping to revelation for a second in the end, neither God nor Jesus fights the devil. Right. Michael fights the devil and yes. wins. Like, yes. we're, we're going down several rungs before we get to somebody <laughs> low enough in heaven that he's going to bother to actually fight the devil. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I had a really spicy argument with a person that I was dating a long time ago about that exact topic. And uh, I, uh, she's listening right now. You were right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did you, did you ever have you ever argued something just so that you could like you were more about the pugilism than the truth? I've done yeah. that a few times. Uh, speaking speaking of arguments, there's a lot of arguments surrounding this whole this whole topic. Yes. Uh, one of them is uh, uh, like is it are, are these are these days of creation literal twenty four hour periods or are they epics? 
And I, I don't intend to actually... Or is the whole thing a story? Right, yes. Yeah, uh, I don't intend to actually dig into any of that here. Address what, that. What, what I actually want to know is, should that answer ever be gotten? Like, should at some point in time science suddenly settle on 24 hours epic or just story? What difference does it bear on the main point of God made the things? Yeah, and I think that's a question that hopefully we'll remember to come back to a lot, right? Because it does sort of hammer home, what's the point, right? Because the book is not, like the book by which I mean the Bible, is not here so that you can memorize a bunch of facts. It's here because, at least we claim, because it's telling you things about real life. And so what is it actually trying to tell you about who God is and who you are and that sort of thing? So here, I mean, we said the main point was God makes everything and he's super powerful and he cares about you individually, but also people who aren't you. So you have to treat other people with respect, even if they don't deserve it, because they are also made in the image of God. And it starts undercutting every division that's going to pop up in terms of Jew and Gentile, in terms of male and female. Like It starts undercutting this just in the nature of creation. And it also gives us sort of a it gives us a job. Like we're going to see this in the next few chapters more, but if we are, so to speak, the idol in God's temple, then we have a job to actually reflect the God. Like the idol's purpose is to reflect the God and be that connection point of God with the rest of the world. And if, so, so if we're the idol, then that's our job. Yeah. So if, I, if I'm listening to that and I'm, I'm feeling the weight of that as the main point of what we just read, of, of the chapter one of Genesis, yeah. uh, the argument about whether it was a 24-hour period or an epic or a story, uh, it, it, it lessens and lessens and it, it diminishes the importance of whether or not. And, and I, I don't mean to like say like people shouldn't look for that question because like, I, th- I think we should definitely answer questions. Like that, that's what we're doing right now yeah. is, is seeking out the answers for questions. Uh, but I don't think it's worth ruining a relationship over. Right. I, I don't think it's worth actually running to a camp and saying, I'm going to stand this camp and call bad names everybody who lives in the other camp and unfriend them on Facebook. Yeah, abs- I absolutely agree. It's and, and that is one of the benefits of continually asking that question of how does this relate to what God's t- saying through the book? Right? Through, through this story, what is God saying? And is this question I'm asking absolutely essential to apply that? And again, like you, exactly like you said, there's nothing wrong with answering the questions. Even if, even if the answer to that is this important question is, no, this makes no difference whatsoever, there's absolutely nothing wrong with just being curious and wanting to do it for fun. Like, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. So we shouldn't wreck our friendships over creationism versus Darwinism either, over, like, over young Earth or old Earth stuff. No, and honestly, most people I know who want to wreck relationships over that, if you sit them down in the end, they don't really care about creationism per se. They care about, they, they see it as tied up in whether or not you have any respect for the Bible. And hopefully, I guess the takeaway in that sense is that if you get that God made everything, he's stupid powerful, he created humans to be his representatives in the earth, and this is how you should treat people. And this is like, we're getting all of that out of a honestly kind of formulaic and boring story. So if you're getting all of that out of Genesis 1, regardless of how you're reading it, then, then yeah, like that's not disrespecting God of the Bible to get that he's obnoxiously powerful. 
And so if you, if you find someone who is even un, unwilling to be unswayed from that, then you, what you're left with is someone who's actually just arguing on behalf of their culture. And culture should always be downstream from your, uh, from your faith. And your, yeah. your faith, uh, yeah, well, okay, your, 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 your religion is going to be downstream from what you believe. And your culture is going to be downstream from your religion. And so if, if you are creating a culture that is, uh, it is exclusive and it doesn't allow life to flow through it, then you just look upstream because you, you might actually be tapping into the wrong stream here. You might be tapping into the, the wrong importance. Because if, if you want to defend your culture uh, and you're using the Bible to do it, you, you are not agreeing with God. Because God doesn't care about your culture as much as he cares about, hey, there's a thing here I'm trying to do with you here. I want to tell you a story, and it starts with, I'm really strong, yeah. and I'm really into you, and I'm big and into you, and come and listen to more. Yeah, and in case you're already reacting, like knee-jerking against this, to be clear, I'm not saying, I don't think you're saying that there's no such thing as a right answer to these questions. Like, we're, we're not saying that God could be big or not, whatever. Like, no, 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 God is big, period, end of discussion. There, there's no debating, the, well, I, there's debating, but there's only one right answer here. But within the concept of God, like, but within that, how God tells you to live out the fact that that is reality, whether you like it or not, is not to just, like, punch people in the face when they don't understand that concept. Yes. There's, there's very few uh, uh, instances in life where you actually should be punching people in the face. It's really bad on your hands. Um, it's learn, not learn to punch properly. Yeah, it's it's not great for their faces, um, you know. Sometimes, uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, like it it might make a couple improvements for me, but I'm I'm not going to go out there and volunteer because, like I said, it might be bad for my my friend's hand, and I don't want to like be the reason that they, they they can't shake hands on Sunday anymore. To quote some, uh, to quote something I heard at church camp when I was a counselor, did you fall from heaven? Because I mean, obviously you landed on your face. Oh, 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 man, oh boy church camp well <laughs> i think it's time for us to to wrap up next week we're gonna uh, we're gonna tack, tackle uh, this whole story as a myth and not apologize for using the word myth we're gonna talk about women a little bit um so that that could get this whole thing canceled real fast oh man Andy just made Dr. Evil hands. <laughs> it's really a pity you can't see how, how much cackling there's going on over here. <laughs> and how much I just began to profusely sweat. <laughs> but until then, uh, thanks for tuning in with us or like hitting go on your, your favorite like podcast like provider thing. Thingy. Yeah, uh, definitely like if you're one of our one of the people within our, our zone, man, share this with somebody. And uh, if you enjoyed it, let us know. And if you didn't enjoy it, Come tell us because it's very likely that you actually know who we are, and uh, you can you can come tell us. Hey, uh, don't do the thing where you talk about myths because it makes me uncomfortable, or um, you need to draw a picture of Andy making Doctor Evil fingers next time uh, because not being able to see it makes me sad. You need to draw a picture. I can't draw. Uh, it's it's it'll look like Oscar the Grouch, man. That's just hurtful. <laughs> you don't look like us. My drawing will look like. Oh dang! <laughs> All right, we'll talk. We'll see you guys next time. We'll, we'll see you. We'll talk to you. <sighs> bye. <All> right, bye. <laughs>